Um, it had kind of a rare engine. It was a, an all-aluminum Buick 215 V8, which is a three and a half liter V8, which is tiny, but super cool. Three because and a half. You can lift the block, the bare block, by yourself. It only weighs like 160 pounds or something like that. So it's, it's like picking up like not even that heavy of a, of a person. You know, it's just like oh, there we go. You know, did it sound good? Uh, it sounded like a typical kind of like V8. So the, really? that was another thing is this car had a bunch of weird stuff done to it. I ended up getting a hold of the guy that put it together, who bought it from. It was like it started off as I guess like this car driven by like a grandma from Pasadena. Literally, this guy was her neighbor. She was getting rid of it because her health was kind of failing, and it was like dead stock. So he got a hold of it, did a few things to it, got a hold of the V8 and a four speed. So they had a Muncie M21, which was the same that I had in the Nova at one time. And a really rare Buick 215 to Muncie bell housing, the four-speed, which is really hard to find. Hmm. And it's funny because I didn't realize until later when I jacked it up, the bell housing was painted gold. Kind of cool. <laughs> so he did a bunch of this old-school like stuff or like stuff you can see like Moon Eyes and like um, yeah, like Pomona swap meet type like old-school stuff. And a lot of it was like a blend of like SoCal lowrider type stuff, street rod like gasser kind of style stuff and then also a little bit of like old school like nascar kind of stuff so it had so it had that engine right which is already like cool period correct kind of a thing yeah with a holly intake or no sorry it was an edelbrock intake with a holly carb that was like the perfect like bolt-on match for it i think it had a mild cam in it too yeah it was like a mild like comp cam that he gave me the cam card for it and stuff and it had like stock um, manifolds on it, but it had like a couple things on it. So it had these really cool uh, Offenhauser um, valve covers that had fins and stuff on them. It was like really, really cool looking. And he had this thing that was called a cool can, an old school, I think it was a new old stock from like the 70s or something. It was called a Moroso's cool can. Basically, the fuel line would go through this little tub. It was a little cork, like it looked like an ice chest, like a little right. ice bucket. Literally, it, it was literally an ice bucket. The fuel line coiled through it and then into the engine. So you would fill it with ice at the track. And it would supposedly be good for a few extra ponies, you know? And it was just one of those old school, like, quote, speed parts. The guy never used it, but it, it was installed and it was hooked up. And he just mm. never put ice in it. But it was, like, just little things like that on the car. He had... Uh, the car didn't come with a tack from the factory. But the Buick Wildcat from, like, 1965 or whatever was available with what they called a knee knocker tack. Which is literally on the console down by your knee. And it was a little tiny mm. little sweep tack. You know, it, it was only a few inches across, and it just, whoop, you know, up to five grand or whatever. You know, I think the whole thing went up to six grand or whatever. And it was like, red line was like a five and a half or something like that. You know, and it was like, yeah, because, you know, old school cars don't run high. He mounted that up on the dash in this perfect little spot next to, like, the cluster that looked like it belonged there. And it even said Buick on it because it was from another Buick. It was just stuff like that. He took stuff from this Buick and that Buick and all that. And he did a really good job of installing everything. And he had these metal low back Kirky racing seats, the aluminum ones, without the cover, which usually people have the leather cover, but he didn't have it on there. It looked really crazy cool. It was like this rat roddy kind of looking thing. The guy that I got it from was this young kid. Didn't know that much about cars, but thought he did. Long story short, I had to get a restraining order against him because he didn't listen to me, apparently, when I explained everything about my car, the 67, when we were doing the trade, and I was like, are you okay with this? Do you still want to proceed? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. He, he brought it to some guy that he knows that told him a bunch of BS about what was wrong with the car. And I was like, that's not true. That's not, he was trying to say that like 
it didn't have Vortag heads. He was trying to say it wasn't a 350. He, for some reason, told him that it was a 383, which, number one, that would have been sick. Uh, it definitely wasn't, uh, because the block itself is a 327 block, which is a little different for the 350, and you can't build a 383 out of a 327 block. I guess. Uh, and all this stuff, you try to tell him that, like, oh, no, the, these heads aren't, because Vortec heads are only aluminum, and it's like, what? No, there were no <laughs> aluminum heads, Vortec heads, except for aftermarket, and those are 100% cast iron, and look at the casting numbers, those are Vortec heads, like, what? This guy was just full of it. I don't know what, yeah. if he really just was a bad mechanic or if he was trying to screw the kid over or something. Yeah. The kid freaked out, and he tried to find me. Because the car, I didn't want to move it, so uh, he came over to my house to look at the car. So unfortunately, uh. he kind of burnt the hood there. And uh, he tried to find me at my house. Now, this is the week that my dad passed away. I wasn't at school. He knew that I went to Cuyamaca, but I didn't tell him, like, class yeah, he just yeah. knew that it was an auto program he went to Cuyamaca and tried to find me my buddy saw him there and was like dude this guy is like what? trying to find you and like it, it it appeared that he was trying to like I guess he said something to him something like if he's not gonna trade back I'm just gonna steal my car back or something and it, it sounded like he wanted to fight me or something weird it was really like it was just bad now I made the bad decision to have him come by the house I, I should have yeah. tried harder to get the car down the road or something i i it, it's whatever so uh i ended up getting a restraining order against him and uh that was super awkward and my mom was again pissed so again yeah. <laughs> in the moment where my mom was not happy and again i felt horrible obviously because yeah like i said my dad That's passed crazy. away that week now here's the crappy part is when he came to see the car he already knew my, my dad had passed a day or two prior okay. part of the reason why i was wanting to get rid of the car because I was like, it's just too much right now i need something that runs and drives I, I, I don't have the capacity right now to do this project thing and like do an engine swap or whatever. I didn't have the tools to yeah. do that at my mom's house at the time. All that stuff. So he knew that. He still crossed the line with all this other yeah. stuff. He was just, he was like honestly he was like a, a spoiled kid. He wasn't even like some like hood guy trying oh to like find him. He was my age, and he I I think he bought his cars with like his dad's money or something like that, mm. and. Uh, it, it is what it is. Um, but so, after all that, I was like, alright, I have this car that I can't get parts for because it's a one year only body cell. It's not very common. It's a cool car, but it's, like, anything I'd want to do to it would be, like, custom, custom, like, you know, and I was like, okay. And... Alright, I just realized that the first four cars that I had were all classic cars. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, which brings me into how I got my Nova. And... Kind of a long story short, a family friend that was um, close with my dad through church and, and the choir at, at church and stuff like that um, went through some some uh, medical stuff the year prior to my dad uh, getting cancer and kind of helped my dad go through his treatment and stuff. And they got really close. They they went to lunch a bunch of times and just talked and stuff like that. And they got really close. And it was like a really special relationship that they built, you know, like with them going through these medical trials and stuff and the the family friend like it's a miracle he's alive he had a heart replacement like yeah he, he lived for like a year what? with one of those bypass machines or it's like, yeah. a, like a backpack thing with like he had no heart his heart removed that's crazy yeah so he went through some stuff right and um, he kind of like shared that with my dad and other stuff and, and my dad wasn't originally like terminal or anything like that but 
the condition worsened and got more and more complicated until eventually he passed away. And it was like this crazy, it, it was one of those things where like, it's like a one in a million thing where it's like, God decided it was your time, you know? And, and, and it was like, you know, I don't think he had any regrets in life and stuff like that. You know, he had an amazing family. He helped so many people. He, you know, he did music for half the diocese weddings and funerals, you know, over the years. So he knew so many people. So many people knew him. He used to joke, oh, I'm a minor celebrity. He literally was. There was like 1,800 people at his funeral. It was wow. standing room only in a very large church. I wasn't even expecting that. And I knew that he he worked at a big parish, a couple big parishes. So I was like, okay, there's, you know, there's going to be a few people at the, the funeral because they all know him. You know, he's yeah. well known. My, my family's well known because my grandma's worked at the one church for like 50 years, literally. She's been the maternal minister forever. She, she's always the one organizing baptisms, uh, weddings, organizing like the schedule for masses and stuff like that, organizing the Eucharistic ministers and stuff like that. That's her job full-time job she's everybody knows her this is her son everybody knows her and him yeah. too like this was a big deal it hit a lot of people really hard and but um <laughs> so he got really really close with my dad and after he passed away he actually approached my mom originally and um she was like hey like so-and-so wants to talk to you about something um i think you should go so what he has to say and i was like what she's kind of being cryptic so I talked to him and basically he was like, you know, I, I really feel for you and your family and especially you, you're, you're the, you know, like I have an older sister, but you know, I'm the youngest boy, you know, it's like, you're kind of like the man of the house now and all that stuff. And, and I know you're really into cars and stuff. And, um, my son who at the time was only like 14, he's like, uh, recently kind of piped up and was like, I want to restore cars for a living when I grow up. And, and you know, he's familiar with cars. Um, and he's like, you know what that entails, you know? And, you know, he's like, I don't think you really know what you're asking here. And uh, and he was like, I think this would be a great opportunity for me to kind of do something for you um, to, to help you with an opportunity. Um, but also an opportunity for you to help my son, you know, little exchange here. I want you to show him what it really takes to, like, build a car, you know, like, like to restore restore or even just do some stuff with a car because he's never lifted a wrench before you know and he's saying that he wants to do this and he's, he seems kind of set so he was like i want if if you have a project or if you have one in mind that you maybe want to acquire or whatever i want to help you out with that um and in exchange you'll you'll help my my son you know work on the car and all that but and, and it was this incredibly generous man now this was a this was a loan I'll be clear. This is not just a straight up gift. Yeah. But he was like, you know, um, no interest or anything like that. You know, the, the caveat being that you, I do expect you to pay it back, of course, within reason. If something crazy happens or the cover burns down or whatever, like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, you still owe me, you know, like, you know, money and stuff like that. It's like there were some stipulations yeah. here and there, but um, it was incredibly generous, even just yeah, to have that, the upfront help. I was like, <clears throat> I was like. That's a that's a, that's an opportunity of like almost yeah. a lifetime. You know I mean, I mean, you know yeah. about opportunities of a lifetime, Mister Mister LZ Supra, you know. And um, I was gonna say, I saw your yeah. chain up there, and I was like, ah, you know. And um, so I was like, you're kidding me. And he's like, do you have a car that you want? I was like, actually, I do, but that's like a much bigger project than anything that like number one I was even planning on. To, I was I was thinking of keeping the car for a bit, um, or if I could get some money out of it. Um, kind of see now here's the funny part is up to this point 
I bought my Datsun for two grand. I sold it for 3,600 bucks. I bought the 67 Buick for three grand. So I'm already up 600 bucks, even if I had to flow a few hundred bucks into the, the Datsun. If we're not counting that kind of stuff, I'm up 600 bucks. Right. I traded straight across for the 63. So I'm still only three grand into it with 600 bucks in my pocket. Sort of really simple. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I want to see if I can maybe sell this car, maybe for a bit of a profit, because there's some really good parts in this car, and it runs like a top. It needed... The alignment was really bad. I put new tires on it. Um, but it was fairly reliable. Started up every time. Um, it had like a battery re- relocation that was done really well. Like all of a sudden, this guy did really, really good work to it. But it was just a car that I just, I was like, it has potential, but not for me. Not for right now. If, yeah. if I had more capability or had more funds, more than was fair to ask this guy, like right. by far. And even the, how it happened with it, I was, um, I ended up, selling it for like 5200 bucks so now i'm up a couple grand right okay. i'm like oh my yeah, god right? a... so i found the nova for sale and i was like i've always wanted Novas, and this kind of goes back to my dad again so when i was like nine or ten or maybe it was eight i forget what grade we could first start in um those are the are i don't know much about what are cars but they're, they're chevys right I'll, I'll, I'll explain it right now actually and then there's a, another version that was but then the Buick one, it's uh, actually four. Yeah, but I know someone that has. So there's the has there's one, the Nova, the, the, there's Nova. the Nova, the Omega, the um, ah, the Nova, Omega, Ventura, and the Apollo, and that spells out Nova, which is kind of funny, but it's the Chevrolet Nova, the Oldsmobile Omega, the Pontiac Ventura, and the Buick Apollo. So those were all GM brands that all yeah. used the same chassis, just literally a different front end, a different interior, and yeah, stuff like that. Different uh, engine options, the Olds engine or the Evan? Buick engine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Evan has an Omega. Okay. Yeah. I, I've the seen a few of them friends, around yeah. town and stuff, yeah. So it's kind of cool, like one of those cool like like stories of like, oh yeah, yeah. They, they like built that. But, but I, I, I didn't know that. That's only for like, the third gen, though. The, 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 the gen that I have, they started doing that in the third gen. The yeah, earlier ones, like, it was just the... Um, I was like, this car looks like a... a oh, I, was like, I thought it was just a Nova, you know? Because I didn't... Yeah. But then he goes, oh, no, it's, a, it's an Omega. I'm like, oh, yeah, it, okay. it's basically, cool. basically yes, but no. You know, yeah, one of those yeah. So back in the day, my sister and some other people in her, like, homeschool, like, kind of like, not class, because it wasn't a class, but people that we knew locally that were also Catholic homeschooling families, a bunch of them did what's called um, uh, Toastmasters, like junior Toastmasters. And Toastmasters is like a, it's like a curriculum, like, like a, a series of training that you can train to do public speaking. And mm-hmm. it's it's been around for a while for like adults and stuff, and there's like local chapters of like doing it and stuff like that. And there's a junior version of it for kids up to like I think just for choir school or something like that. Because at that point, you know, you'd have the speech class, communication class, stuff like that. But uh, so one of the homeschooling moms started doing it, I guess, several years back, and my sister started doing it, and it was expected that I would start doing it, and it was fun actually. It was, it was cool. It taught me a lot about public speaking and all that, and. Uh, there's different speeches in it that you do. There's like, okay, this one has to use visual aids. This one's a research topic. This one um, is going to be in this, you know, just, just like the different kinds of like public speaking that you would do. And there's different requirements for it. So I think this one was the visual aids one. No, maybe this is research. I forget what it was. I don't remember. But I decided to do it on muscle cars. At the time, I basically, I knew about a Barracuda more so that, like, a Barracuda was, like, a thing. I didn't know exactly what the deal was, what it looked like exactly. I knew what a Mustang was, of course. Um, 
I knew what a Corvette was, like stuff like that, like really basic. But this is where I really started to like to research like and get in. into the nerd side mm-hmm. of stuff. So this was like the beginning of that. And when I'm doing all this, I learned about, you know, the Chevy versus Ford, you know, like over the years, like GM versus Ford and like the fact that the Mustang came out first and GM came out with the Camaro a couple years later to directly compete with it. And there's an old joke that um, somebody asked, like, hey, what does Camaro mean? Because I think there might be one or two words in Spanish that, that kind of like it, but it's not it's not actually a direct so translation. What is that. a Camaro? So they said... Oh, it's a small, agile animal that uh, eats horses. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? And it's kind of weird. And that's also where I learned the uh, the concept of the, quote, muscle car and how it started and all that. And that's kind of like how it started my speech. But, like, the Pontiac GTO was viewed as the first, quote, muscle car, like the first real muscle car. Basically, there were family cars and, and stuff that had V8s and stuff like that. Even performance versions already, and it had been for a while. But it was the first time that somebody really tried to market... Um, a mid-size or smaller car with a performance V8 in it. Before, that was reserved for the bigger cars. The bigger cars got yeah. bigger engines, smaller cars got the smaller engines. Because, like, we don't need that, you know? Yeah. No, I want the big engine and the smaller car. That was, like, revolutionary. Trying people to go were, fast. Like, yeah, people were like, what? <laughs> you know? And this is before you get a big block in a, in a Mustang, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff. It was right around when the, so when the GTO came out, it was, it was 64, 65, I can't remember. It was, 64 was the first model year of that generation uh, when the GTO became a thing. But um, the really uh, related tangent, um, you know how uh, like a uh, C6 Corvette has a transaxle where the trans yes. is like in the diff? So um, the Pontiac equivalent of like my 63 Buick, it's called the, the B-body chassis back then, um, or, or the Y-body. B-body was the full size. The Y-body eventually became the, the chassis designation for the Corvette, which is kind of weird. But this is before then. It was kind of like a weird thing where they like reused Y-body for the Corvette, but that was only like for a little brief time. But um, the Pontiac version... Which use it for a lot of cars, no? It, I think. For like designations like that? Yeah, yeah like, like my Nova is technically an X-body. So the Nova, the Omega, the Ventura, those are all X-bodies. The Camaro and Firebird are F-bodies. The Impala, um, the Biscayne, all those full-size ones are B-bodies, like stuff like that. But that's like GM's version. Yeah. And then there's like... There's A-Body, which is the Chevelle, but there's also Mopar A-Bodies, which is like, I think, the, the Duster, or no, that's a B-Body. That A-Body is like the Charger and stuff like that. Okay. There's a lot, there, yeah, there's all, yeah. all sorts of like stuff like that, but um, uh, the Pontiac version of the Buick, like the whatever the Y-Body or whatever, a version of it came with a transaxle mm. back in 1961. Which is like crazy to think about. It was like, the, again, that's kind of like this generation, it's like a weird generation of yeah. cars. There was also the Oldsmobile Rocket Fire or Jet Fire or Crossfire or something like that, V8, which is a turbo V8 that had meth injection. It came with a bottle of, they call it rocket juice. And you add it in, you bought it from the dealership in these glass bottles, and you poured it in the little reservoir in the tank, and it was meth injection back in, like, 1962 with, like, a turbo V8. It was, like, the weirdest thing. That only made, like, 260 horsepower. But it was, like... What it was like a three point something liter engine. It was like it was just crazy. Yeah. So I, I ended up selling my Buick for like fifty two hundred bucks, and I remembered back when I was doing this this speech that my dad was like, "Oh, Camaros and stuff are cool, but I've always wanted a Nova." And I was like, "What the heck is a Nova?" He's like, mm-hmm. "You don't know about the Nova?" So he started telling me about, "Yeah, I always wish I had one." He had a Chevy Vega back in the day, which is oh, like Chevy Vega. kind of like a Pinto, but the GM <laughs> version, right? Oh, better than the Pinto, probably, yeah. but didn't do very well. 
Fun fact about uh, Vegas is they were designed to be able to be transported nose up on a rack really? in a train car. Oh. That's how they transport them. Kind of a useless thing because they never... They, 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 they yeah. did it, but not enough to like justify like, like engineering it to be able to do that. Right. So like all the fluids and stuff that would be filled up halfway and you could turn it on its nose and none of it would leak and stuff like that. That's pretty cool though. Just things like, so you, so you could take these cars out, put them down and drive them away. With half their foods or whatever, and I don't know. I think he had to top off oil or something like that. But the fun, it's a fun little tidbit, right? Yeah, <laughs> and cool. um, he was like, "I always wanted a Nova," and so I was like, "What's a Nova?" And I started looking into it. I was like, "Dude, it's like a mini Chevelle. That's so cool." And I was like, "Oh, the same chassis as a Firebird and a and a Camaro. That's really cool too." And like, those are capable cars. So like, why isn't the Nova more popular? Yeah. And it kind of is popular, and they sold way more of them. It's like back <clears> in the day, it was the equivalent of like a Chevy Cruze. It's like you, 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 it's not popular because you didn't know about them. Like now it, that you figured like, yeah, it out. It wasn't popu- like, wow, as okay. popular yeah, as... It, like, op- it opens a door. Yeah, any Joe Schmo off the street knows what a Mustang is. Yeah. But it, it wasn't nearly as popular as like a Nova. And I'm like, why isn't it? It's like, it's the same car, isn't it? And as I got into it and learning more, it's like, well, the body's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit heavier. And the options weren't quite as good, you know, like brakes and other stuff. But there was an SS version. There were a few other even crazier versions. You could get a big block for certain years, like all this cool stuff. And I was like, these are really cool cars. And I was like, I'm going to Nova one day. And they were always out of reach until this opportunity came up. So when it was like, okay, I have cash in hand and the guy was willing to help out with a little more for if I, if there was a car that I didn't have all the cash for, he would help out with the rest of the cash as well as like like that first round of parts and stuff that like to like change stuff. So I got the Nova for like six grand. And then, a friend of mine... Yeah, pretty good. Six grand as a street strip car. So the car used to have <laughs> a 383 with nitrous. It was a built engine. It was Brodick's heads, big cam, all this stuff. It made like 475 horsepower off nitrous because it was made to be a nitrous engine. So mm-hmm. like usually a, a hot 383, you can have anywhere from 500 to maybe even like 550 horsepower naturally aspirated. Pretty good for a pushrod V8. This thing was toned down a little bit because it was meant to have nitrous. Guy was running on a 125 shot. The thing made like 600 horsepower. Yeah. Now, he took that engine out because he inherited his dad's 55 Chevy. That was a nice car. This was not a nice car. This was rattle can white. It was all one color. That was pretty straight. Basically no rust. Not anywhere that matters, really. Um, some booger welded patch panels in the floorboards, but it had stripped gutted interior, a full 8 or 10 point cage, whatever it is, fuel cell, um, drag radials, traction bars, skinny pizza cutters in the front, no inner fender wells. It had the nitrous bottle still installed. The nitrous plate was still installed. It even had the uh, Turbo 350 trans. It had the shift kit and a ratchet shifter and all that stuff. Big fat tack on the dash and like no other gauges. Almost. It was like oil pressure and, and water temp, but that was like it. And aluminum radiator uh, with electric fan, like a bare bones street strip car. That he took the Barone and he said it ran like a seven flat with like uh, it, had a, it had a limited slip aftermarket axles, um, and he was like, yeah, there's like a really conservative gear, it's like a 342 rear gear, and it's like that's pretty cool. Like not even trying, a thing ran like a seven flat, which in the eighth mile equates to like I think it's like a 1090 or something like that, or like a low 11 um, in the quarter, which is fast. Yeah, he said we went like almost 90 miles an hour in the in the eighth, which is fast, you know. So, 
and a past tech for all that, you know, and he, he brought it a few different times. I have a picture of the car when it still had, the, he, he ran a 125 shot out the hole. So ran a launch, 125 shot of nitrous uh, with, a, with a stroker small block. And he's, I have a picture of it that he, that he gave me of it at Barona with the drag radials on it. Um, not even full slicks, drag radial. Pulling the, the left front tire off the ground. Pretty sick. And I'm like, That's I want to cool. get back to that point one day. It still has the same rear suspension on it. But when I got it, it had drag springs front and rear, drag shocks front and rear, no front sway bar, pizza cutters up front, and a stock 350 long block with just a cam. But the same headers, the same carb, some no-name intake or whatever on it. And it's funny because the headers were worth two to three times what the long block was worth. <laughs> there were Doug's stainless like long tubes. They were worth like 750 bucks brand new, right? Long block is worth maybe 300 bucks. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was just a stock 92 truck block, which going back to those Vortec heads, if it had been built two years later, it would have had Vortec heads. And with that same cam, mm. would have made like 350 to 370 horsepower probably. Yeah. As it said, it had swirl port heads. Which were, you know, there's the the TBI, the throttle body injection back in the yes. late 90s, late 80s, early 90s. These are those heads. As opposed oh, okay. to the TPI, which is those intakes that have the big fat finger things you've seen, you've seen a lot of Corvettes and stuff. Yes. Those have the Vortec heads. Okay. okay. Those are like, but the, the TBI, it all gets confusing, but um, basically they were called swirl port because they were smogged out engines. Manufacturers couldn't get power out of them, so they tried to get torque out of them. And they also wanted them to burned lean for emissions and the way they did that is they built basically like a finger sticking out of the intake port literally if you look at usually a port just goes to the intake yep. this thing had a big ass like thing sticking out and it was supposed to make <laughs> the, literally the um air fuel mixture swirl on its way into the intake valve to, to increase low end torque oh. and to use less fuel for that and to burn leaner lean burn or swirl port like they're different names for the heads but people would use them for off-road trucks all the time because they make a lot of torque they're great for torque that uh i when i got that car uh, it was right before i started working at jba and um, i actually was able to put it on the dyno uh for one of their events they were having they let me toss on the dyno i think i got two runs so i still have the dyno sheet from it it made a whopping 224 wheel horsepower which is about 265-ish crank through an auto, which is like, okay, and it was a hot day, and I think the timing was turned down. So, like, let's say on its best day, it was 250. maybe 270 crank, maybe 230 wheel. Not good. But it made 300 foot-pounds at 2,600 RPM. And the thing weighs like nothing. The thing weighs like 3,000 pounds with me in it. Yeah, that's pretty light. Give or take maybe 100 pounds. I, I still haven't been able to weigh it exactly, but I had it when I was at Cremaca. We have a smog dyno there, which has a scale on it. And the rear end weight with me in it, I did the math based off the stock like rear end weight. It was like 150 pounds lighter. And I was like, dude, stock, these things only weigh like 3150. With a 350 full interior and all that, and my car doesn't have that. It does have a cage, but it had an eight gallon plastic fuel cell, which is like nothing. And had no front fender wells, which are big steel things. Those aren't there. Aluminum radiator, no power steering, no AC, no radio. Um, I I just... I finally took the heater core and the blower matter out today, actually. Um, it, it was still installed on the car, which is kind of funny <laughs> up until this day. But um, it's like the last thing that was needed to be pulled out. There's no interior panels at all. The only thing that's in the interior are the race seats, some rubber mats, which are like tiny little mats, and the dash, which is stock steel dash. Not the lightest thing. And it had like a dash pad because the top of the stock like rubber pad is like split apart. And it's like whatever. I might flock it one day. Well, I don't know. 
I, I think it'd be kind of cool, but for now I'll just leave the pad because you bought like cool. a like a plastic uh, dash cover, no? Um, so for the gauge cluster, yeah, it's yeah. ABS molded is really nice. It looks nice, like, yeah. Cluster thing, yeah. And it makes it more like a Camaro, like SS kind of cluster, yeah. where it has like the big speedo intact and then the other auxiliary gauges and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. But I didn't want to invest in a really expensive five-inch speedo intact yet, and I still have a tack that works on on like that's just metal on the column, like a little like you know like mm -hmm. a little race tack thing. Um, and I don't have any sort of speed sensor on the car. So it'd either be a GPS tack, which I'd rather have a, a wheel speed sensor, because I like to know wheel speed as opposed to just GPS yeah, speed. Different. GPS speed's nice and all. I have an app on my phone that actually does that. Yeah. Um, it does it about as well as a GPS speedo would anyways. I did that um, with the E36 when I broke the speedo. Yeah, they like, have a, it It's it? off by like two, two miles per hour. Is, think, it, is it this one? I think so. Or is it similar to that? Yeah. It, it honestly works or, like... Something similar to that. Yeah, um, but... Um, sorry, I'm just texting my wife. <laughs> um, so right when I got the car, uh, one of those friends that I don't hang out with anymore. Um, long story short, he had a side thing where he had hookups with like performance companies, and he would order stuff for people, and he would take a little cut of it, whatever. So he was like, "Hey, I'll get you the hookup on like Willwood and chassis work suspension and stuff like that." So he kind of convinced me, and we ended up um, talking to the guy, and he a little surprised that it was this much stuff because it was it was a lot. It was like five grand worth of like performance stuff. It was front and rear suspension. It was a four link rear with a built rear end, like all this stuff. Because I was intending on doing all the chassis stuff, get that dialed, and then LS swap it. Did the front suspension? So upper lower arms, spindles, Willwood brakes front sway bar, uh, coilovers, the whole nine up, up front, you know, big wheelwood brakes, two-piece rotors, big yep. calipers, like the whole nine. And the rest of the stuff needed welding for like the four-link and all that. And so I, I put it off. I ended up selling those parts later on, and that's actually how I bought my second Miata. Um, uh, I did all that stuff, and then I actually ended up um, manual swapping it because I found a guy, I was like, I really want to, manual you know i think i was intending to just oh i'll just wait until i do a six speed with an ls yeah okay that might not happen this year or whatever so like what if i could find a four speed for like a decent price i ended up finding a guy on craigslist that was like i have a muncie four speed the bell housing the flywheel the clutch all this stuff shifter uh i want to trade for a turbo 350 and i was like me me i was like i don't know why this guy would do this because a muncie m21 is worth like 1200 bucks that's how much i sold that transmission for um ago when i did the yeah. swap and pull it out uh no i think i sold it last year because it was a little while after I, I took out the engine i i took the engine out when i had a confirmed buyer for the engine right, and then right. i sold the trams the next chance but it took a little bit of it i sold it for 1200 bucks a turbo 350 is only worth like three to five hundred dollars maybe and yet this guy wanted to trade straight across and i was like cool <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it i was like cool i did have to buy a different flywheel because the engine that i had was a later engine than the one that he had old pattern and stuff um, and I got a new clutch that was like, uh, I think it was like South County clutch or something. Like, yeah. I like, looked it up and it was like 180 bucks for like a clutch kit, which is, I think like a, a C4 Corvette clutch, basically. And I was like, cool. So I've been tooling around with it like that for the last couple of years, mostly like that with the front suspension done. Still all the stuff that was done to it before. So 
gutted with the roll cage and all that yep. stuff. I put a better driver's seat in it because it had these cheaper quote race seats, but they were not. They were like were they just like the small like they were like very tiny. No, ones, they were. Or? If you look up um, Scat Pro seats, um, they're just they're like a hundred bucks each. They're meant to be like lightweight. They're I wouldn't call them unsafe, but like they're nothing. Okay. They're really, really cheap seats. Like, I'd rather have NRG seats than, than <laughs> like, straight up. So I bought a nice, because that same guy was able to get me the, the hookup on it, um, a Corbo fixed um, FDR um, seat, and uh, it's way better, way, way better. Um, it's mounted okay. Eventually, I'll redo the mount on it, and eventually I will get a semi passenger one because I want that one on rails so I can still access the back seat um, and have it like reclining so different people can sit in it and all that but it's like a 500 to $600 seat you know so it's like you know, I don't need it yet I needed the driver's seat much more than I needed that one so um, but then I got the absolutely crazy idea to engine swap it because I wanted an LS swap it I bought an LS for it um, a few years back and I was going to swap it and it got stolen and that is this whole other long story I won't get into yeah somebody stole yeah. an iron block LS off of an engine stand in my front yard that was covered yeah I remember that I remember, I remember yeah it's a big deal called the cops all this stuff I remember that happening part of the reason why I don't talk to those people anymore because I'm pretty sure they knew something about it, it yeah. even if they didn't have something to do with it it seemed like they knew something about it and nobody ever seemed to really want to own up to anything and there was yeah. a bunch of other stuff going on too that was kind of more of the same but this is the most serious thing and I was like I'm out can't do this so left that house and never looked back and you know um, so that didn't happen and I was like do I buy another LS do I put a better top end on this engine because the bottom end actually is it was a 4 bolt main 350 which is the best starter you can do mm -hmm. like I could I could put some better heads and intake on it and make like that close to 400 horsepower, you know, or maybe over 400 horsepower and have some fun with it. Maybe I could do a uh, six-speed swap with, because you can do that with a small block, you know, and, just, yeah. and then keep that six-speed in it whenever I do, you know, yeah. like an LS or yeah. something. You know, I was like, I could do that. You know, there's a bunch of different ideas that I had. And people at meets and stuff where I was like, you know, because I would, I would be that guy, especially with 619, where there's all these tuner-type cars and stuff, you know, import-type cars. I roll up in a 1971 Chevy Nova with a roll cage yeah. and like all this stuff going on. People are like, what? Even before like all the more, I want to say more contemporary mods that I've done to it, you know, since I'm with the green yeah. headlights and stuff like that. Uh, and people were like, oh, you should put a Jay-Z in it. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Go away or whatever. <laughs> and then I looked into it. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm, I'm sure people somewhere, Jay-Z swapped like a Camaro or something. Same chassis, right? Well, I found a guy on a, a forum way back in the day, not way back in the day, but like 2008, 2009, who had done it, and it was like, yeah, it was easy. I thought about it, I was like, my car is an original 250 straight six car that somebody back in the day put a V8 in. Yeah. Screw it, let's look into this. <laughs> so, down the rabbit hole you like go. Camaros came with, with straight sixes too, people know this, but the, yeah. the base engine on a Camaro actually was a straight six, same thing with Firebird. Same thing with Mustang. There are way more straight six Mustangs out there than V8 Mustangs. Yep. But for the Camaro, it's the opposite. They also sold like a tank out of Camaros versus Mustangs. Um, basically, the guy was like, "Yeah, you just need. I just needed to get a, a rear sump pan, which is what was on the Supra or the SC300, mm -hmm. um, 
and I was able to make some like plates that allowed me to bolt it to the stock. But you put it what? Mounts. It's a one J, right? I I bought a one J for it. So yeah. I I when I was like, okay, so remember like non VVTI, I'm, I'm, right? What non VVTI? It is VVTI. Yeah, so, mine isn't. Yeah, I went back and forth, and it ended up being a little bit cheaper. And because the bottom ends are the same on VBTI versus not VBTI, and you got it when it, when Jay-Z's I got it right. So right I bought the engine March 29th or 30th. So I, it's funny because I when I decided to do it, I told myself, okay, and this was like some six months before. I was like, I gotta save up a little bit, but by my birthday, I want this 350 out and a Jay-Z in hand. On the 29th, I believe it was? 28th, 29th. Basically, the Saturday before my birthday. I think mm-hmm. my birthday was on... Monday. I want to say right. the Tuesday was my birthday was. The Saturday before, I confirmed the seller. I was like, okay, you're confirming. I'm going to pull this engine out tomorrow, and you can pick it up on Sunday. Yes? He was like, yes. Cool. Exactly what I did. I pulled the engine in about eight hours by myself, in a garage smaller than the room that we're mm-hmm. sitting in right now. Uh, like, no joke, it was much more narrow. I wish my garage was this wide at the time. I, this is like, <laughs> like a car and a half wide, I think. Yeah, mine was like, for my car, it was like... Because <laughs> it's kind of a wide car, yeah. you know, older cars. It's not as big as a Chevelle or whatever, but it's bigger than like a Camaro. You know, or something. So, pulled it by myself, and I was actually really proud of myself. I, I was smart. I took the whole front off. Because you could do that, kind of like BMWs, you could take the whole thing off, yeah. just like the frame rails. Um, but you could actually, I think you get more access because my fenders come off too. Yeah. That's, that's how it's sitting right now. I don't know if you saw my post, but it's, I took the. I think I saw it. It was like it, nothing under there. Huh? It takes like five minutes. Really? Right. Mostly because there's not a lot on my car. Yeah. So there's literally <laughs> two upper bolts, two lower bolts, and then two front bolts on each fender. Yeah. Boom. And then there's two fat bolts for the course port. That's it. Huh. That's it. The whole front end is off. And then there's two bolts on each side for the hood. That's I took good. it all off by myself earlier. It took me like 15 minutes. It was great. It was harder to take the hood off because I had to hold it while I was yeah. under it and then move to the other side, hold it, and then awkwardly pick it up. But it wasn't even that bad. It was like, okay, cool. So that Saturday, pulled the engine, sold it to the guy that Sunday. And then the next Monday, I after work, because I, I used to get off at like 2.30, I literally went from work, went, borrowed one of my mom's vans, and took the seat out, went straight to the importer and drilled this with a, uh, a friend of mine um, was able to get me to hook up with. Bought the engine, had it on a stand that afternoon. And I was like, my birthday's tomorrow, and I'm staring <laughs> at a 1JZ. I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like, I, I was always like setting goals, like, oh, I'm going to LS swap this year. Okay, maybe this year. You know, like, and it was always like getting yeah. pushed off, pushed off. So I was like, all right, screw it. Let's try to actually make it happen. And it actually lined up and happened. And I was like, oh my God. So this is March 2020. I bought it for, I think, 1900 bucks out the door with an auto trans, igniter, non immobilizer ECU, and a math, otherwise, complete harness, all this stuff. And it was a late model uh, VVTI, too. So it's ETCS so I throttle body, which not everybody likes, with JZX 110 slash JZS 171 spec, you know. The chaser slash yeah. crown. Um, so for some people, maybe not the ideal spec, but for me, it didn't really matter because um, as long as you basically as long as you're doing it like stock, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's really easy, and like it's just as strong as the rest of them. And all so that. you're pushing like fifty pounds of boost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and like, it's and it's like um, and and it was in great shape actually. The um, 
because it was a later one. I'm pretty sure this is because the, the JZX-110 spec was sold from like 04 to 07 or whatever, which is oh, a lot later sorry. than people realize. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my, mine might even be that, that last. And based off like certain things like the plugs and a couple other little things, okay. pretty sure mine's like an 06 or 07. I'm not sure what mine is. Yours is not a VVT, right? Not a VVT, yeah. Which means at the newest, it's like, what, 2000 or something I like think that? So, probably. It's 20 years old, yeah. you know? And it's like... I, I lucked out. Now that same exact engine, the exact combo that I bought is like forty-five to fifty-five hundred bucks. I bought mine for a thousand. <laughs> and that's pretty good for non-VVTI yeah. too, because the VVTI would always be cheaper. Yeah, the, the non-VVTIs are like twenty-two hundred bucks when I was looking, and except for the one that had a R one fifty four, and it was forty-five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think it had a fuel commander though. I, I think the, it had the only RFC. thing is um, with. The reason I try to get more non-VVTI is the head just flows a little bit better. I know. So and you can rev it a little bit higher. The, the VVTI, the, the I think in terms of like stock for stock, I think the, the revving is about the same, but the head is a little bit of a restriction. People say, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Like, this, like, this is what Adam was telling me when he... I, I was going to say, I know like between him and like Jimmy Oaks and like all those other guys that they, they kind of go on and yeah, it is well, like... That is true. The ports are smaller. If you look at them, they are smaller. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but also, like, the limit of the head on the on the VVTi happens to be about, I think, the same limit as the stock rods anyway. I think so, so it's like, okay, so that point yeah. you're taking it all apart. You're, you're just going to do whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, well, He was matter. telling me uh, when I went over there and I was asking him a whole bunch of questions about his E36 because yeah, I was in, planning on doing basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And... His is a 1.5 JZ, but so originally it was it was it was the same engine that I had. I, yeah. think, I think it was even a JZX 110. Spec. Yeah, I, think I, so. I was excited because I was like, ah, if he's doing this with this stock throttle body and all that, because with yeah. the you know drive by wire thing, it's not a big deal as long as you get the delete kit thing mm -hmm. for it with the aftermarket PCU. It's just like any other JZ yeah. throttle body at that point. So the early ETCS non I is the one with the double butterflies, yeah. right? Those are the ones that get weird, right? I think so. Those are like, I, I didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, so, so. what he was telling me is uh, if you do the 1.5 uh, JZ through the non-VVT I had, because that's what he was saying, like, it would it would kind of overheat because of the blocking of that. Yeah, depending on, me. depending on, uh, yeah, like how much you're pushing it and all that. Yeah. Probably for, for like drifting and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So when I get to that point with the Nova, the plan with the Nova from now is number one, get the Jay Z running, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, as it sits, I have a bunch of little things for the engine, but it's basically a stock, stock one J VVTi. So what stock turbo? turbo. Uh, it's stock turbo which is downpipe, but like an aftermarket downpipe, you know. And um, I got a, a J pipe delete with three inch piping. I, know, also, I have a downpipe. Or you're, wait, you're doing twin turbos or you're doing... No, it's, it's a stock, stock single. I think I might have a downpipe for that I'm not using. I, I already have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> I bought this stuff like a year and a half. I, I bought one and right. I, was, I think I was going to use the stock turbos or like well, stock... Mine's different turbo, anyway, though. Stock turbo-ish fan with... Uh, Is it the cool like double like... No, it's, just a, it's just a single uh, single pipe. For VVTi? I think so. I asked him. Why'd you I, I bought it from a... A guy had a Mark III Supra, but imported, so it had uh, one Jay Z. Yeah, but that would have been a non VVTi for Mark III, right? 
I would say so. it was swapped. I think so. And it, so was JDM. It was right-hand drive. So there, there was a guy at a, at a maintenance that had a, a, a JDM Mark III and it had a one-jet. And I was like, uh, that was part of the... Dude, that, that was one day. It was in Santee. Is that random... One? Yeah. And yeah, it's like a straight pipe or open down pipe or something. Yeah, he turned yeah. it on. And it Whoa. sounded dope. And that was one of the big swings because I had my Nova there because it was. I was like, dude, somebody's doing a meet in Santee. Like nobody ever does meets in Santee. So yeah. I wanted to go. And that that car showed up, and that was that was a big moment where I was like, I know it's kind of crazy, but a JZ would be tight, you know. And when I when I did the math, here was a big thing: is because I had a, a spreadsheet for the LS. I Specked out all the stuff. I was gonna do it in the most bare bones way possible, basically, while still like being smart about it and having room to grow. So I was like, all right, so I'm gonna do not the craziest headers. I'm gonna try to do like a basic carbureted intake, and there's a controller for the coils that you do with a carburetor. I can keep my fuel system the way it is, just put an inline filter or um, fuel pump, you know, and nothing has to be crazy. And then yeah. I don't have to convert to EHI and like all this stuff. I was like, I could do it kind of simple. So I had it specked out turnkey. For about sixty five hundred bucks, six to seven grand turnkey, mm-hmm. which for an LS is pretty good. I was like, as long as I get the engine and transmission for no more than three grand combined, and which gives me room. Yeah. So I got the engine for a net of about twelve hundred bucks, I think, after I sold the stock six L eighty E that came on it for like seven hundred bucks, and I bought the whole thing for two grand. And I was like, right. boom, I'm only at thirteen hundred bucks, and I still have the stock harness yeah. ECU that I'm not intending to use. Uh, all the accessories and stuff. I was like, I'm going to sell all this stuff off. Then it got stolen. So what do you do with your wiring harness, though? So it's stock harness, which uh, there's a way to set it up where it basically runs standalone, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It's not going to be as fancy, but if you're just doing stock stuff, totally say it. Yeah. So it's the stock VBTI computer. I already fired it on an engine stand. It took 11 wires. Like, these four go to ground, these four go to power, and these this one goes to, like, a switch for cranking. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. Hooked up a fuel pump in a bucket. Right. To a battery, and boom. And I was like, this is awesome, you know? Now, I didn't put any plugs in it or anything. I did it yeah. within the first 30 days to check, see if I had to warranty it or not, just mm-hmm. to make sure it didn't have rod knock, and it wasn't, like, puking its guts out the turbo or something like that, you know? And it was, it was fine. It was quiet. I mean, it was open... Yeah. elbow but like <laughs> you know I was like it runs that way I know the ECU isn't you know like shot you know yeah. now it was pretty chunky when it ran but I don't know the condition of the the um, injectors and the uh, spark plugs and stuff so I'm gonna like take the injectors like off redo the o-rings and like just to make sure they're not like visibly like gunked up and stuff like yeah. that wipe them off a little bit something like that maybe I can have somebody clean them I don't know I haven't really gotten that far but um it's gonna be stock long box, stock harness, stock coils, like all that stuff. Thinking like what, like four fifty? <laughs> um, uh, uh, stainless downpipe for uh, upfab downpipe, which has the um, integrated um, wastegate thing, not the yeah. divorce thing. Um, three inch downpipe, three inch J pipe delete though. So which usually people don't go that big, but I wanted to make sure that I all the piping basically was enough room to grow. So I got a three inch. Big intercooler. It's like a 32 by 12 by 3. It's massive. But I was like, I'll never have to upgrade. I, I only intend to going maybe like up to like 700 on the car, maybe. 6700. One day I want to make like 600 to 650 wheel. Because like I said, I want to match the old 350, that picture where it's pulling the left front tire up off the ground. I want to do That'd that one day. Especially and with a six-cylinder, it might be a little tougher, but that was an auto then. Yeah. With like a higher stall converter and stuff. So it's a little harder to make it wheelie. It's a little easier with a manual. So it's like, all right, if I can 
keep the rear end together, which I think with a six-cylinder, it won't be as big of a hit yeah. as, a, as a nitrous stroker. Like, that's a lot of torque. Yeah. That's, like, that's like close to 600 foot-pounds as well, yeah. not just the power. As opposed to a, a 600-horsepower 1J is only like 500 foot-pounds at yeah. most. You know, that's like a punchy 1J. Like, usually it's like 450, you know, foot-pounds at like, you know, high five, yeah. low sixes for the horsepower. They're, they're more, more power than torque versus V8s tend to be even or maybe more torque than power. Depending, but um, something like that, three eighty three strokers usually are like even or more torque. So basically, just you know, you could say downpipe, intake, and a front mount, and that's it. Which isn't really going to add that much. Maybe a little bit. I, I'm thinking because the stock power is two eighty, two eighty torque and, and horsepower. Funny enough, remember when I said I, I downloaded the, the three with the three fifty? Yeah. They made three hundred foot pounds at twenty six hundred RPM. Yep. Stock one J. VVTI numbers are 280 foot-pounds at 2,500 RPM. Oh. Which is like, okay, that's cool. So if the downpipe intake and stuff gives me like a little bit, maybe close to 300, 300, I don't know. That would be cool. If I could tweak it a little bit and get it to be like 300 wheel, that'd be cool. I don't think what I have on it is going to necessarily get there. It's probably, I'm pretty sure you, know, you can just, you know, messing with the, the boost. I, I thought about that too. So the first iteration's and, and dead stock as installed. Yeah, and then the, the next um, thing is if I can't find some sort of like a decently available like drop-in injector, I'll just do the little like bump the base timing up to like 60 PSI, you know, or for the, the, the base fuel pressure, you know, where you can get a bit more right. out of stock injectors and then just run a little bit more PSI, like, like you have from a like stock 10 injector to 12. Right now, right? Yeah, and I think it's like stock is like 9 or 10 PSI. If I bump it to like 12 and bump the fuel pressure up a little bit, I think, you know, and I'm going to have a, a wide band to watch it. It's All not right. going to be connected yeah. to anything. It's just going to be to the gauge. But I can visually just make sure it's safe um, there, as long as it's not knocking, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> and um, and the AFRs look good. Then I'm cool with running it like that, as long as it seems safe. Now from there, I'd want to do the fuel cut um, defender and uh, definitely different injectors, some sort of replacement injectors, just to make sure it's safe, you know, as opposed to just cheating with the fuel pressure, and then run maybe like 14. Maybe 15, but probably just like 14, like a bar, basically. Um, because any past that is when the, the stock ceramic impeller starts to blow yeah. up. So um, from there, it's like, I don't really know what I want to do from there. Because after that point, I want to get aftermarket ECU and a, a nice standalone harness and all that. Yeah. And I also want to do a whole new chassis harness because the <laughs> harness is currently 51 years old and it <laughs> looks like it with the crusty harness. Yeah, like, it's not like a total mess, like it still works. But a couple things here and there, it's like, eh, if I add more stuff here and there, it's just going to be a mess. So, And I'm not using most of what the stock chassis harness has anyway. So I want to get, like, a stripped-down, like, race harness and have, like, nicer connectors and, like, more modern stuff, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. Because I literally only have lights and, like, the ECU. That's it. And the pump yeah. and fans, yeah. and, like, that's it. There's not I don't have, much. Yeah, I, I don't have anything crazy. Um, you know, everything that I've added on has been LED headlights, LED all mo draw stuff so like it's fine yeah. for now um but going forward it's gonna be like eh. like the all the engine stuff i'm adding the electrical system i'm, I'm having a, a co-worker that's really with electrical helping me like design he's not like an ee but he's almost like an ee you know like okay. he's like he's pretty good he used to do wiring and stuff for for his job um he's helping me spec out some stuff with like relay you know like setup and like all this stuff to where because i had to uh relocate the battery to fit the intercooler piping other stuff in the engine bay um, so that gives me the opportunity to overhaul the electrical system kind of. And I'm basically going to run 
the stock chassis stuff for like the fuse box and like all that stuff for the lights, all that kind of junk. Um, but the engine is going to run on its own stuff. It's going to have a new fuse box, new relays, new wiring, new fuel pump, fans, all that stuff is going to be on its own dedicated kind of thing. They both get power from the battery, of course, but from there it splits off to the chassis and then the engine as opposed to them being kind of like integrated before. So the key is not going to turn the starter over anymore. It's all going to be on a, um, like a switch bash. panel with a, with a push button and all that, which I found a really cool piece from Speedway that I, I have a, um, a tunnel piece that's made for like a T56 swap. Mm-hmm. I needed to cut the, the tunnel anyway, um, regardless of whatever transit. It was either going to be a CD09, a T56, which is way too expensive to actually get into, especially for a Jay-Z. I was like, okay, well, that's not happening. Or I was looking into the BMW six-speeds. The ZFs? And that's what I went with. The, that's what I got The to late be. model ZF six-speed. Well, I think you have a different one, don't you? Well, I have, it's or, a ZF, but it's a... Uh, Five-speed or? Six-speed. Okay. Is it like so, the earlier one, like a 330i or an a 335i. Oh, that's the same train as me. Yeah. yeah, mine's from a 135. The GS653BZ. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what did you get an adapter for? How much did you get it for? The trans? Yeah. 660 or something like that? Not saying. Yeah, so eBay. And mine yeah, only I has a, like. I got from Craigslist. They got one in 800. And I say all the. Info. I got paperwork from LKQ for mine. Oh, really? And uh, it's like 66,000 miles or something like that. I was yeah. like, cool. 2009. Uh, I'm not sure how many miles, but my friend. Uh, He's a big BMW like nerd. He said it look. So he came with me. He came looked at it, and he was like, "The numbers match up. Everything else match up. Doesn't look that dirty because it's been cleaned." But it yeah, went, same with mine. Yeah. Went through the gears, spin day, everything. It turned out good. Yep, the same with mine. Um, it's funny because I, I forgot about the the linkage. It flips. So like I'm used to. I was <laughs> sitting there with like a screwdriver through the through the shit select thing, and I was like, "All right." Left forward is first, and then down is second. You know, I was doing that, yeah. and I was like, "Where's the first? Where's your first? And then it took me long. It's like, oh, wait, it's backwards <laughs> when it's just this part because there's no rod connected <laughs> to it, which moves it yep. the other way. I was like, "Oh god!" And then I was like, "There it is. Okay, we're good." Like I was like back and you know, left and back instead yeah, of left and like, forward. You know, because you gotta push it. Extra. Yeah, but, but I was going forward. But I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh." But if it's just off of the rod, I wouldn't even trans, think about that. I was just yeah. like, man, it's, man, it's trans broken. Yeah, I, I was. I, I freaked out for a little bit, and I was just like, I'll come back to it later. I'm just. I'm not going to think about it right now. Yeah. Uh, and, I just get out and push the car. I'm chilling. I messed up big time <laughs> with that because I. And it's funny because I knew this was a thing, and I thought I didn't read the fine print. The first, I said the first trans that I bought was an all-wheel drive. Oh. I, I messed up, and I was like, damn it! Uh, they, they didn't. Have, funny enough, LKQ. Has a um, a vocation in Sorno Valley in Mira Mesa actually Did they? right down the street from my. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I was able to drop it off there for return instead of shipping it back, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I had to kind of schmooze them up a little bit. I kind of called them on the phone. And I was oh, like, you, can you, I you, please do this? And they're like, we don't usually do it. I was like, but I work right down the street. You, you, you bought the trans from online? from eBay for okay, LKQ's, from LKQ's eBay. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Like, yeah, um, their eBay mm-hmm. store, oh, nice. and that's where they were like, oh, blah blah, and I was like. It's just gonna show up. At you. It's gonna ship from my house to you anyway. Like, from, like, like, <laughs> like come on, you know. So um, they're like, okay, and I was like, yeah, I just saved you like a seventy dollar like shipping fee, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it worked out there. I bought the right trans the second time. Um, it, it was funny because it wasn't like it was. Because you know, there's always stock photos and it never shows a photo over. But I, the part where it says three thirty five i x, all wheel drive. 
was if you click full description and you scroll like all the way down, that's where it said print. it. Otherwise, it said 335i in the title and all this other stuff. And I was like, looks good. Looks it should good. have been 335i looks looks X. No. And it even says, and it's also GS653BZ. It's still the same thing. It's just the tail shaft is different. Yeah. Or, well, it's not the tail shaft right now. But... Oh, crap. So that really sucked. Mm-hmm. But got the, got the right transmission. Do you have an adapter for yours? Uh, not yet. I could go for the PMC. That's one that I got. Yeah. I kind of went back and forth on whether or not to get the more aggressive clutch or not. I opted for the basic clutch, which is, I think, an E60 M5 OEM spec. The 5 Series. Which is a Saks full-face organic, yeah. but it's like, well, the M5 is like a 500 horsepower. Like, that'll be fine for me for a while. Yeah. And yeah. it'll keep it a bit more tame, because I've had a 6-puck before. And with that, I, with that Jay-Z, I just want to make like 450 maybe. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. Now, with like clutch kits and stuff like that, I was doing that was another thing. It was like, well, by the time I'm at that horsepower anyways, I'd probably wear out the first clutch as it is. So I'll save a little bit of money getting a more basic one. I've had yeah. a, a six puck before, and it, I know it's like, you know, it's like more aggressive. Really aggressive. And I was like, I know with my setup, here's one thing about my car that is only unique is because I have a straight axle with leaf springs versus every other car that's usually getting a Jay-Z in it, it has IRS. Mm-hmm. So you just adapt your thing to the Guilo or whatever, and you're, you're good to go on, on like those six speeds and stuff. Yep. For me, I need a slip joint because right. I can put a U joint because I got the flange from Drift HQ that converts the Guibo, deletes the Guibo to solid flange, and you can put a U joint, um, yeah. a bolt on U joint flange on it. It's like cool. And you just touch the lay valve. But then, and I've been thinking about that too. But also, if I have a slip joint in it, that might be enough. I gotta uh, look into it. I would I, still I gotta get look a into it. Touch the lay Yeah, because I remember <laughs> LC breaking his stuff, you know, yeah. and all that. Um, I was like, and he still, I think he still had a Gibo when he broke it the first time. I think he did that, yeah, just to be safe or something like that. But uh, the, the, I think the first time he he didn't, he had a solid thing. Oh, really? But um, I go back and forth. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta figure out. It's like, well, I don't want to break a trans. Like, that yeah. would really suck. Now it's less like I break that trans, but I was like, uh, so we'll see. Um, I'm gonna It'll work out. I'm gonna try to see if I can talk to people, but. Basically, if you look at like a, an S197 Mustang, um, the, the facelift that had the, the first-gen Coyote in it, yeah. um, basically that's the kind of drive shaft I'm going to have, where mm. it has a U-joint with the flange, a slip joint in the middle, and then it has a live axle just like the Mustang. Now, my axle will swing a bit more because leaf springs move on a curve, versus like a Mustang has a three-link, so it's still kind of a curve. It's more like an S-curve kind of, but... It's a much smaller curve, which yeah. mine's like an actual arc. But it's not like I'm an off-road truck or something where it's like articulating a bunch and all that. So I think it'll be okay. Also, I'm planning on lowering the car a bit more. What do you so use the car for? Just straight line? Probably. Probably more straight line than anything else. Kind of like street race kind of things. Some drag racing. Yeah. I do want to do some autocross and stuff like that. Eventually, it'd be really, really sick if I could drift it. But that's like kind of pipe dream, like. Gotta change all the whole suspension. That's there. the thing is like it's it's a much different ball yeah. game at that point. At that point, I want to do S197 Mustang three link rear, which okay. like I said, the the stock trans on those Mustangs, the six speed, is a get drag that has a Guibo in the back. Oh, okay. So so it works for them. Yeah. I think it should work for me. Now I don't know if what people do for like drag racing and stuff if they do like a squad yeah, or whatever. If I can look at it, it's like if it works for that. In theory, it's the same idea. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. We'll, we'll, 
we'll see how it works. But yeah. I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident. I've been like, looking through your build, and it's, it's just pretty cool. It, Definitely unique. I have, do you know if there's any other? You said there's one there's, that you've seen. So there is like a crazy like tube chassis, like 1,000 horsepower 2J third gen Nova out there somewhere. There's at least one. And there's a couple earlier Novas that are completely different chassis. It's like not even relevant. Um, that are also swapped. And there's the one guy that I found on that forum. Now, I never got to talk to him, but it was just a 69 Camaro with a 2J. Pretty cool. Um, basic setup. And then there's a few other, like, second-gen F-bodies and stuff that people have done overseas, and one or two here. I think it's the Catfish Camaro, I think. Yeah, really cool. Which I think is also a second-gen. I really like those. But, um, uh, and that's one of those guys from, like, Harlan's Buddies yeah. or something that has that one. But there isn't anybody, and all those are 2Js, by the way. I don't think all anybody's 1J swapped any Nova that I know of. I've had a couple people on Instagram DM me saying that they want to or they're starting to, but nobody, as far as I know, no one's, no one's anywhere near as far yeah. along as me. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. So it is, I'd consider it World's First. It's kind of a specific World's First, kind of like all those GTR like records. Oh, the first GTR with 18-inch wheels and stock frame turbos with a stock cooling system yeah. in uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> in the nines or whatever. And it's like, that was really specific, but I guess, congrats, you know, there is a big joke, but it's yeah. like, you know, um, it's not quite that dramatic, but it, it is a little specific. It's like, as far as I know, it's the first 1J swapped third gen. It's kind of, what, kind of what, I, what I wanted to do with the E36. Uh, I was like, I was in the process of thinking what engine before buying an engine. And I was really thinking about doing a Coyote engine because I've only seen one. And it wasn't even a Mustang Coyote. It was an F one fifty Coyote. Those are so. Those are basically the same, just different intake manifold. Yeah. And I think the cam. They're they were detuned too. Yeah, and, and so the ECU and stuff. But you can put the Mustang cams in it, mm-hmm. put a Boss intake on it, yep. and there's your four hundred horsepower. And um, otherwise, like three sixty or something. Like that. Doing that, it was going to cost about the same, like price wise. Oh, I didn't even finish talking about the, the spreadsheet. The and spreadsheet for the, for the LS. <laughs> I did the same thing for a Jay Z, right? With a six speed with adapter kit, all this stuff. It came within like three hundred bucks of each other. Yeah, I think that the uh, uh, Jay Z was a little bit more expensive. I was like three hundred bucks. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, of course yeah. I'm gonna do that. And there was, uh, I would look online for any other E36 with a five O. I only found one, and it was for drag racing. <laughs> so I was like, they are huge engines. If you've ever seen yeah. a picture of of one next to so the LS. Like, I saw a picture Probably of the one second one in the United States. Like that'd be fucking sick. sick. <laughs> I, I've seen a picture of a, a coyote on a stand next to a four twenty six. They are huge. And it's about the same damn size. It's like huge. that is a. There's a reason they call the the Hemi the elephant. Yeah. Because <laughs> it weighs literally nine hundred pounds and it's yeah. ginormous. Now that being said, I think a really cool engine swap. If I didn't do some sort of a four or a six cylinder on the BRZ, like if I ever swap that, I don't know if I ever will. Um, I thought thought about a. Uh, Coyote as well, which has been done at least once, maybe twice. Yeah. Um, but because it comes with the flat four, frame rails are nice and wide. Yeah. So I think it actually might fit. Like I, I was when easy. I was looking, I was like, I'm just gonna buy a crashed Mustang, make sure That's it's big, manual. And basically, yeah. Like if you, if you could get like, it was like five grand. If you get like front cuts of Mustangs, yeah. like oh man, like you can see somebody swaps out there. Yeah. But it's like, 
Now you gotta be careful because there's certain generations of them have like oil consumption issues yeah. and stuff like that. But they are kick ass. I was looking for like 2017 models and stuff like that. And the cool thing is 2015 and up is all forged. Yeah. So the, before that, only the Boss 302 had a forged engine. And then in 2015, when they did the S550, they were like, eh, might as well just make one bottom end for all of them. Boom. Yeah. Pretty cool. And dude, you can rev those things almost nine grand stock. It's and they sound good. Crazy. I they can sound, sound really cool, yeah. And I, so I, I watched the, did you watch, um, no, not, not the latest one, but when he was talking with Vaughn about the demo cars. No. It's like the second to latest video. Or I, I mean, I mean, it's like a 30 minute video that he yeah. posted. I watched the whole thing and I was, they were talking about like, um, Vaughn was like, yeah, the way to get these engines to sound really good is to do a two to one. They have a, a single dump on, on all their, the FD cars. And all. I was like, oh. That's why that sounds so good, as opposed yeah. to like the because yeah, with the dual exhaust they get kind of trumpety. It's like the V8 version of the VQ in yeah. a better way, much better way. But you still get that kind of like, ha, kind of like that R35 GTR, kind of like, kind of like that flutter kind yeah. of like weird kind of noise. I don't really know what the, how to describe it other than that. It's like this kind of trumpety yeah. sounding. And I don't like that. I like that kind of like raspier, like more Almost like, like an LS sound. Yeah. I love the way that Corvettes sound, like a C6, C7, and like. I don't know what they do, and I, I realize the way they do it is where the X-Pipe is on a Corvette chassis is way farther back than usual as opposed to like a Camaro, which comes with an X-Pipe from the factory. It's kind of like an XH kind of shape. Um, and it's it's way farther back on a Corvette because of the shape of the chassis and like where the trans is and all this stuff. And that's why they sound so much different. And they sound cooler, I think. It's smoother, it's higher pitch, and it's like... I've had three Mustangs. 2000 to 2001 and 2002 all of them were gt5 speeds and all of them had non-stock exhaust actually one of them was just like flowmaster headers in, the, in place of the stock um mufflers that was it everything else was stock so it sounded pretty tame but the other two actually one of them well they both had bbk x pipes no cats and one of them had a flowmaster cab back the other one had a dna motoring which is like a knockoff kind of thing more of like what you'd hear in like a light magnaflow but like that more packed muffler yeah. sound as opposed to like the um packless like chambered muffler for a flowmaster the flowmaster sounded insane like it was stupid aggressive but it almost sounded like a like an ls kind of like a car it was like it, it's a cool sound and it was like that's what i want my mustang to sound like like if, if i had a mustang that would be sick if i ever did a, a 50 swap on a brz i would do i would do the two to one like that because even though like the x5 so sound good on the mustangs sure um, dude, there was one that was driving near my neighborhood. Hugo, this thing was like a bunch of mods. It was lowered, nasty, big fat tire. It was really clean. It was like black. It was a six speed. You could hear him shifting and stuff. He totally had a uh, some, like a Vortec or a Procharger or something on it. Like I could hear like whoosh, like as he's yeah. driving. I'm like, oh, dude, this guy's packing because these new engines. You slap a blower on it, six hundred wheel. Easy. It's ridiculous. I'm like meet that car in a dark alley you know, <laughs> like oh my god and uh whatever exhaust he had he he was driving real low key it was, but it was like you could tell it was loud oh, but he was he was like short shift and he just kind of cruising yeah. down the road but it was like oh and you're like ooh, if he got on it right now i was like <laughs> what exhaust do you have? it might have been like a courser or something because it, it sounded real like like that snappier kind of sound as opposed to everybody just yeah. has like Magnaflow or, or like whatever and it's like they sound fine you know it's like i'm not gonna be like oh i hate it but you know like it could be worse it could be a vq or something yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah well we're at two minutes and ten minutes two hours and ten minutes Dang. that was pretty fast 
Yeah, I think we're going to end it here. Sorry, I'm Irish, so I can talk. I love talking about that stuff. Yeah, it was fun, and and uh, if we do it again, now I don't. Yeah, for sure. I'll let my you life know. story with cars on. I yeah. can even talk about all my other cars. You right? Know? <laughs> what did you get through? Like five of them? That was just the first four. After that, <laughs> I had a '94 Miata, a '93 Accord that was exactly like my parents, the 2001 Mustang, a '99 Miata MB, the 2000 Mustang. Sorry, the, the other one was the one. Then the 2000 Mustang. 84 Volvo 240 Turbo, which I won't talk about this time, but I will talk about it eventually. I love those. 2018 Fiesta ST. That was my first brand new car that mm-hmm. I bought. First modern car. Brand new off the lot. Got a sick deal on it and sold it for 36 more than I owed on it. I traded it for the BRZ. Oh, uh, cool. And then during that time, and I, I had the Nova since I bought it, but during that time I also bought an 02 Mustang that I intended to have as a drift car. Didn't work out. Had to sell it right before I got married. And then uh, last September, I traded the Fiesta for my 2017 BRZ Limited Performance Pack. <laughs> yeah, with extra. Brembo brakes and all that, <laughs> which is my current daily drifter. You should come with us to AVS on the 5th. I'm, dude. I wish come to watch us. Yeah, I might. I'm you might I, got, I ended up getting like five or six other people to come yeah. here, either to watch. Like uh, one of my coworkers is going to drive. I'm thinking my coworkers is going to come to watch. I really do. I, I really I'm, my buddy with a C6 is going to come drive. I'm going to come out to the track this year for sure, though. I just yeah. need transmission swap this E46. Just need to... Just need <laughs> and coilovers, and I'll, I'll do... Literally it start start so, there and yeah. make some cooling system stuff. But, like, start yeah. there and then, yeah. I really don't what's, what's the plan? You're going to get six-speed forward or something? Already, that's six-speed. The half? Oh, you're going to do the GS6? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't auto. know if I've seen that. There's, there's a... There's, 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 it's a flywheel. Oh, okay. Change, okay. change the flywheel with PMC. So, I already get into it. That's cool. You, so, are you going to get another one for the JZ? No, I'm probably going to Oh, no, you're just going to leave it in there. And then yeah, just leave it in there. Does it use stock mount and all that? I think they all use yeah. the same thing. I think so. I have a stock BMW cross member in my car. So, I made mounts that just connect that little cross, because that cross member is only like a foot and a half long. And my tunnel is like two and a half, three feet wide on where the subframe is. Mm-hmm. So, I just made some like eight or nine inch brackets on either side. That connect that cross member to a subframe. There you go. That I didn't have to mess with trans mounts because they're at an angle, and I was like, I don't want to have to engineer all this weird yeah. stuff. So boom, stock BMW stuff, and I can get solid mounts if I want. Next, there you go. Cool. Cool. Well, that's TJ. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, anything you want to say? Also, like that right before the bonus. You want to plug? Uh, follow me on my Instagram at new underscore spin and uh, <laughs> if you like uh, I post decently um, updates on your updates on Nova all the time which and, I love and drifting stuff with the BRZ I've only gone to the track a few times but I'm getting better and uh, I also have a little YouTube channel that I sometimes do stuff it might go months and months in between but I'm yeah, trying too. to get better about that too <laughs> I'm trying to honestly I'm trying to care a little bit less about like documenting every little thing so that I can get so yeah. that'll be fun. Um, I keep recording too much stuff. Like I, sure. I'm going to the track in a, the weekend after next, and I haven't even uploaded yeah. the, the footage from the last track <laughs> that I went to. So you know, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but yeah. for sure. Follow so, Dan at dg underscore og two <laughs> underscores. Two underscores. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> that always gets always, me. Always two underscores. That, yeah. That's you got to take the underscore out. Right? Come on. I just I've just been there. I used to be at the real news spin, and I was like, all right. Just, <laughs> the first couple of years I got, and I was like, all right, that's kind of janky, actually. Also, I wanted my, my YouTube and the um, Insta to be the same. So, actually, my 
my YouTube now is actually new underscore spin as well. Okay. So I think if you if you look up new space spin, it'll come up also. But you know, it's also space on my spin? Instagram. Just go there. It's got a link in the bio. Oh, there you <laughs> go. I just uploaded a little update video the other day about the Jay Z and. I, Anything you want to say, Wendy? <laughs> Sorry, I think it's, it's still your time a little bit. I know this time. Uh, just, just still trying to functioning all that information. It's a lot of information. It was a lot. She's like, like very new to this all this. So I was going to say, this is the difference between like a random car guy and somebody like me who's like an actual know, car yeah. nerd. He's a random car geek. guy. I, I, I was going to say, it, it freaks people out a little bit. People are just like, huh? Like, I love it. Though. I wasn't like, like, It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I was joking my little sister's because they're like, oh, you're so long-winded. I was like, just, it all comes around. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I finally got them to this point. There's a joke between us about like, oh, full circle. It was this thing they called full circle Friday because it was this conversation <laughs> on a, a Friday afternoon. I happened to be over at the house and was talking to them and their friends about like what interest on a loan is, like all this stuff. And like, we talked about a bunch of different stuff and it all came back around and it like blew their minds how I like wrapped it up and they were like I know we sat here for like 35 minutes but like I was happy to sit here the whole 35 minutes <laughs> I wasn't happy for the first 10 but then after that I was like yes I was like eh just trust the process right yeah <laughs> alright yeah alright before cool. we get uh, yeah. too late yeah alright see you guys till next time thank you bye